to do here is rally up people. Um, we've been um, talking a little bit about who our players are better than, and that really pisses people off. Um, I know that J-Dub is still young, and he's got a long way to go in his career. Maybe it's not fair of us to compare him to Ant right now, but that's been a lot of fun and getting different people's reactions. Some people on one end say, it's way too far, you should never do that. Other people say it's a fair comparison, similar game, similar body type. You know, Giddy's passing. Some people yeah. got really pissed off about that. Um, and now you want to piss off a whole group of new people by saying Shea is the best guard in the NBA. I, I'd say that I think that Shea's going to be the best guard in the NBA to you. Um, I, I think... Um... So we're talking about better than Luca, better than Steph, all better right. than Dame. Before, before we get into this, I want to explain also something to all those haters out there about Anthony Edwards. Okay, guys? Hey. All right. I, I, I'm going to say this one last time. All right. $260 million. That is why I would rather have J-Dub on my team every single time is because they're paying motherfucking $260 million to Ant. Yes, J-Dub's older than him, but I that comes with what? $3 million, $4 million a year? $5 million? Come on, man. That's 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 crazy. Two hundred and sixty million dollars. So, anyways, all right. Moving on from that, I can I can get over that. And, and can, also, I mean, not even just the money, the fit. I mean, yeah. J-Dub, I've, I've noticed a number of people stand up for J Dub and say, like, Presley wouldn't even want Ant on the team, right? But whatever. I mean, that well, seems like public knowledge to me. But again, th- that's because we're super fans of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We see the potential of J Dub. These these other fans that are when we say, you know, J Dub's better than Ant, or we would rather J Dub um, more than Ant, right? They're like these fucking crazies because they don't even know J Dub is, or they'll say J Dub's a nice piece, but I only watched him for a game or two. That's my point, you know. Like Josh Giddy, they're. What do you mean he's the best passer in the league? You guys are fucking idiots. Like, okay, cool. Cool. Prove to me I'm wrong. Just prove to me I'm wrong. Go watch Josh Giddy's every single assist that he had last year, which is not hard to do on NBA TV, by the way. If you guys want to go do that, because I've done it at least ten times, and I can tell you this is I've watched a lot of the great guards and passing. And I'd sit there and I'm like, oh, Tyrese is amazing. Ooh, Luca's cross-court pass is amazing. But it's the combination of everything that we're bringing together. You know, Luka that's George. the part. And, and uh, so with that being said, is that now we have, we've got, you know, J-Dub we talked about. We got um, Josh Giddy we talked about. And it's because we want to educate our listeners to exactly what's happened with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, this is no longer one of those moments that we're going to be sitting here and saying, we just won 40 games for the second year in a row. That's not going to be the case. What I'm trying to tell everybody and understand is that if Shea was the number one guard voted for all NBA teams last year, he was a top five in MVP voting this last year, right? Why is it weird for me to say that I think he's going to be the MVP candidate and the MVP of the 2023-2024 season. And with that being said, is that the only case that would happen is if it echoes exactly what we've been saying about our wins this year, which is what? If we win 50, 53, 55 wins, Shea goes out there, averages 30-something points a game. How are you going to tell me that Shea's not going to be at least one or two in the MVP votings, guys? So, yes, I think I would rather have... Shea on my team than Luca. I would rather have Shea on my team than Trey Young. I would rather have Shea on my team than Steph Curry. I would rather have Shea on my team. I mean, we could go down the list. I mean, I got time all day. 
there is not a guard in the league that I would say I would trade Shea for. Not a guard in the league. Damian Lillard can go fuck himself because I would, Shea is going to outplay Damian Lillard for the next, you know, 30 years. <laughs> People are going to look at Shea's stats. They're going to look at Damian's stats in the next 30 years, and they're going to be like, damn, how did, how did Damian Lillard be known as one of the great point guards of his generation when you look at Shea and you're like, holy shit. I, I'm just telling you guys, like we we can we can cut this anyway, slice it anyway. Shea is the future of the NBA. The sooner that our fans recognize that, right, the sooner we start embracing the situation. So that's why we're out here, man. That's why we're saying everybody needs to start watching Shea. We all need to start watching Shea. We all need to observe what he is capable of doing because it's an MVP player. Will he win the MVP? Dude, we win 53 games, right? Mm-hmm. He puts up 30 points plus points a game. Uh, why wouldn't he be at least a top two? Why wouldn't people be talking about him? Because if you think about it, people are sick and tired of big men winning the MVP. They're just sick and tired of it, man. There's going to be a change. It's going to be a swing. It's going to happen to Luca, or it's going to happen to Shea. And when it happens, it's just going to be automatic. Every year, people are going to think that he's an MVP caliber. Like, say what you want. Okay, let's go through, what do we got? Uh, Giannis has got two. Joker has got, what, two? two. Yeah. And Beach got five. one, right? Up, What's up, Unk? What's up, George? What's up, nine, five? You know, we've got, um, and Beach got one, right? So right there, that's five years. You know, so again, it's it's five years in a row. So this is the year that it gets broken. And and I'm willing to bet if it's between Luca and Shea, Luca's or Shea's got the better team. Luca might be able to put more points up there, might be able to put some nice stats up there, but it's not all about stats and numbers. And if it's between Shea and Luca, we saw what the the, the impact that that Shea's, you know, all NBA team voting happened when Shea g- gave a shit about winning at the end of the season. <laughs> like I've really felt that Luca got fucked when the voting came out because he just didn't care. It seemed like. Let me ask you this, Dave, if we have the MVP or player who's playing MVP top two level. Yep. We've got Chet out there playing for rookie of the year, rookie of the year, potentially defensive player of the year candidate. We don't need to say about, about how much we can go into this, but if Chet plays 65 games, it's going to be hard to beat him as rookie of the year. I like what George is thinking here. All right. So then you add on, right. Josh Giddy as the best pass in the league, according to us, at least yep. the best passing guard. You know, you got to give it to Jokic for now. Sure. Um, and then you add in Kaysen Wallace, who we think could have a top three rookie of the year campaign inside yep. of him. Isaiah Joe might have a chance for six man of the year. Um, and what, Dave, you tell me, what what am I missing? What is what is the ceiling for a team with all of this? And I'm not even mentioning okay, J-Dub. And I think J-Dub's improvement alone could, on its own, increase our win total by five wins from last year. Like, All I right. think he's that much better based on his his preparedness for this upcoming season. So what is our ceiling? So we, let's take Chet out of this equation immediately. Let's just take him out. Because the improvements that we need right now is from the four other guys that are out there. Josh Giddy, Shea, J-Dub, and Dort. For me to see us to get to 60 wins, George, that's a huge number. If we need to get to 60 wins, that means Dort needs to step up and score 20 points a game. 
I'll, I'll say 60 wins, bro. Shea is getting the MVP unless somebody does. Dude, if, 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 if we get 60 year. wins, we have to have J-Dub 20 points a game, and we have to have uh, Dort 20 points a game and Shea 20 points a game, maybe 30 points a game. That's the only way. I mean, there, there could be other ways through, but if we take Chet and we put those three guys as our main scores right there, and you take Chet and you take um, uh, um, Josh Giddy. And those guys are the facilitators of, of sorts, you know, like we're not focusing on them getting above 16, 17 points a game, because I, as much as I want to say, Josh could go out there and score 20 points a game. He could, but him passing to get everybody else open allows so much more. So being able to him for the focus on that right there would be the best. So you put that in the situation. Now the four guys that are out there besides Chet have improved their game. So so spectacularly that that we're looking at you know 56 wins without chet now, that's the I only th- thing that i would have to say I, th- I think there's another opportunity for us to win additional games based on the average of the back end of our roster being yeah. much better i watched some highlights from last year j-dub put up 32 i forget who we were playing against but it was just you know something youtube recommended right and olivier sar was playing a ton of minutes in that game yeah um Sarge played a ton of minutes in that game yeah uh, i just feel like our roster now, we don't have that same situation where Man, our it's, depth is so much better, bro. As as Charles Barkley says, um, the thickness that we have is undeniable. undeniable. I mean, like you could go up and down. And when Charles Barkley talks about thickness, everybody knows who he's talking about. And if you don't know who Charles Barkley is talking about thickness, just Google it. Google it, guys. Um, but I look at this and I say that, um, yes, um, 60 wins is possible, but I, I don't think that that's something that uh, Sam and Coach D are going to necessarily go for. I do think that 40 or 53 wins, 50 to 55 wins is the goal. Um, and I think that that's a, a beautiful goal. And if you look at what this team can do, right, and it goes back to the thickness, man. Um, we can have the top five starters out there and just dominating the NBA. But if we don't get any help from our bench and our bench hasn't gotten better, then it just stays there we have a domination of the NBA and we can look at our team and we can say this or that, but we'll be like the wolves. The wolves have a great Timberwolves have a great starting lineup, you know, that can get them to the playoffs. Um, But after that, it's just like, I mean, yeah, they got some nice pieces, but I mean, most of those nice pieces wouldn't even start on other teams. They'd just be bench pieces on other teams. Whereas our players, if they get out there and doing what they're doing, telling you Isaiah Joe can start on most teams. Kenny Hustle can start on most teams. Jay Will can start on most teams. And we can go down the list of the thickness that we have, and it's a very obvious. You know, like, we can play tip-to-tip if we want all day long. Teams are not going to be able to play with us because we have so many different players in so many different positions and so many different hybrids and this and that that it's going to be – it's 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 for teams for so long in the NBA, it's been literally checkers. It's just been checkers. Our best player against your best player. Best defense, best de- defense, whatever. It's been checkers. What Coach D is going to be playing out there is a whole new aspirations of games because he's got 15 players. They've got seven players they're going to be using. So which 15 of my players are going to be the best players against those seven? So in a way, we're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And, and, and that's what Coach D is going to be in charge of. Can he maneuver that? Yes. And that's why I think that we saw last year Everybody got mad about his his um, um, rotations, rotations, and, and right? And they're all like, oh, why would he only stick that guy in there for 45 seconds? Well, listen, doing these type of stuff is, is teaching guys that I'm going to use you for this particular situation, period, right? 
if you go out there and for that particular situation, you dominate, and then you do all these other things that you're supposed to do, you've earned yourself more playing time. Look at mm-hmm. J-Dub. Look at Isaiah Joe. Look at J-Will. You know, J-R-E, Poku. All these guys have done the same thing. They go out there and they're like, hey, I can do this. I can block shots, Poku. I can block shots. You know, I can pass the ball. That's all you're supposed to do. Just do that. If you do all the other things, you put everything else together, good for you, right? But this is the year that we're all going to be able to sit back and actually understand where the what understand what Mark and I have been saying about the Thunder, right? Is that this is the year that we're all going to realize that this is not a normal team. You know, this is not a normal team. This is not a normal organization. This is the year that it all comes to fruition that everybody's like, oh, the rest of the NBA and all those other fans in the you know association that, you know, like the Thunder, they're going to be like, oh, my God, how did I not see this happen? You know, how did I how did I miss this? It's because what's happening in Oklahoma City is, is something that books will be written about, that organizations from football to soccer to baseball, they're all going to take note, just like when the Cardinals stop, started. Where did the Cardinals start? They started the minor league system. Okay, guys, if you look back and you see how important the minor league system was to baseball and how it's produced, you know, so many unbelievable stars that would have never gotten a chance to play in baseball, right? That's what the system is designed for. And you look at what Sam Presti has been voting for since day one about helping the system in the G League become spectacular. And we can always take a step back and we all can start appreciating exactly what Sam's trying to do now. Because it's not normal. This is not normal. He's, he's, he's thought in the future and said, this is what the future NBA is going to look. So three years before it's supposed to look, I'm changing the dial and I'm... And it happens once in a while in sports. I mean, you can look at the San Antonio Spurs as an example. A younger Popovich takes over that team. You know, a young Kerr takes over the Golden State Warriors. A young Phil Jackson takes over who? Oh, yeah, the Bulls. You see what I'm saying? It takes a young coach bringing in this system that says, I'm willing to fit this system in thing. Not these guys are going to bend to my authority. And that's why Coach D, and that's why the rest of the NBA are, are hiring these young coaches for these young teams. Sam Presti's lit the way, bro. What's up, Corey? What's up, Corey? Uh, breakout year for J-Dub. I agree, Blake. Mitchich going to be the sixth man. George, if he does that, then we're going to be very, clip, very, very scary. Um, can we pick up 40 to 50 points a game off the bench, Dave? If we keep Oladipo and we keep all these these Mischich and um, Jay Will, um, um, Isaiah Joe off the bench, we keep all those guys off the bench, and we we plan on giving them fifteen to twenty five minutes a game, you know, in any any stretch that we possibly can. Uh, I mean, I I don't know why these guys want an average ten points a game, you know. Like I I know I know Jay Will can go out there and hit three or four threes pretty quickly. I know. Uh, Isaiah Joe can hit two or three threes pretty quickly. You know, like we can go down this list. I, I do think that 40, 50 points at the end of the year when we're averaging out, you know, points per game per player, I think that we could look back and be like, holy shit, we had five guys that averaged double figures or, you know, like some insane mm-hmm. number like that, that people would be like, that's impossible to have. You can't have five guys coming off the bench with double figures. Yeah, you kind of can. Kind of can. I mean, Kenny yeah. Hustle, know he can put up 10 points a game, you know? I know Isaiah Joe can put up 10 points a game. I know Jay Will can put up 10 points a game. 
I know Poku can do what he can do. I mean, like, we can go down this list. This list is insane of who's getting playing time and who's putting up 10 points a game. So, yeah, 40, 50 points, fuck yeah, dude. Why not? Why not put a crazy goal like that? That's that's insane, but I love it. All right, George also thinks J-Dub could lead the league and steals this season. I, listen, that? that is the one thing that I have to say is that um, I, I want to throw this out here. I've been thinking about this and exactly how to say it. We're going to have J-Will lead the um, league in um, absorbing the charges. We're going to have Dort lead the league and getting around picks and getting fouls, whatever that, that defensive play is that he does. That's so phenomenal. And I think that Lou, or Lou Dort, I think that um, J-Dub will be in the top three in steals. Hmm. Um, I really, really do. And then that goes back to, and listen, all the things that we're saying guys, right? If they come to fruition, that's when we win 50 plus games. Okay, guys, and this is the only way it happens. Like we can sit here and we can say this, this, and this, but the only way that this comes through is that these guys play like this and we win 50 games. And then it's all, hey, you know what? You you flat brothers aren't fucking morons. And I think that's the thing that I, I don't, I don't, well, I mean, Maybe. borderline morons, I, I would say borderline. If, if we're asking my dad, if you're an idiot, if I, I'm Dave's an idiot, then we all know that my dad would be like, Dave's a fucking idiot. But I'm sure he thinks we're idiots. if we're asking, if we're asking my wife, my wife would tell me I'm, I'm special and I'm very smart. So to me, to me, that's all I need. <laughs> all right. So Shay, this is nine five. He says Shay will become the closest thing we've seen to Kobe Bryant. Book it. Wow. And then we got uh chat top five and blocks also. Yeah. You know what? I, again, that's something that, Rookie of the year. If he's in top five in blocks, he's averaging something like 14 points a game, getting a bunch of rebounds. There's just, I mean, there's just certain things that, man, this is this is the year, guys. And you know what? There we go, what Dre. What do you think Shea is winning MVP this year. Let's go Thunder. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That's man. what I'm saying. What do you think about this for Shea? 33, 5, and 5 shooting splits of 50, 40, 90, plus four steals or blocks or stocks as we call them. I got a question. What do you think about that? I got a question. Is there any other guard in the league that can do that? And as you're thinking about that, I'm going to let Unk on here. What's up, Bunk? What's up, buddy? All right. Doing great, well, great, man. Great. All right. Mark, ask me the question you just asked me a second ago about Shea. All right, so can Shea average 33, 5, and 5 while also putting up shooting splits of 50, 40, 90 and get four steals or blocks per game? I think he can. What do you think about him? Mm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what do you See, think about um, Shea taking a step back in scoring and raising up his assist potentially? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was about to uh, address right there. But like, here's the thing about Shea. 
is because he gets the foul line five, six, seven times a game, right? And he shoots anywhere between, you know, nine and, and 13 foul shots, right? Um, and we shoot on average about 100 shots a game. I mean, we shoot a little bit below that. But if you take that into context and, you, and you're saying, I, here's the thing about Shea. I think Shea gets the foul line three to four more times a game this next year. If Shea gets the foul line three to four more times a game next year, I don't think that there is he needs to go out there and put up 33 points a game because I think it's going to be given. Does it make sense? Like, yeah, I think he could put up um, 20 points a game and then whatever's extra is foul, foul shots, you know, and, and to me, whether that's 33 points a game, 32 points a game, 30 points a game, 29 points a game, like it, it doesn't matter in that context. What matters is, is like what the team's doing around him. If he's, making it so that he has to, you know, pass the ball and get seven assists a game because they're shutting him down. That means we're more successful because we're not having to isolate anymore. Absolutely, man. I dig it. I, I love the idea of, of this. Do you think Shay's got a chance for MVP, Unc? Unc, Unc do you think he, uh, Shay has an opportunity to get to uh, MVP level this year? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sure. Huge, yeah. Mm. Sure. It'll give us confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like keeping the expectations in check. I I tend to get carried away. Well, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah well i was I, when i we got isaiah joe i i literally called mark and i was like literally flipping out like mark's like i've never heard like you've heard of isaiah joe but you hadn't seen a lot of his games mark and I, you're I wasn't like, familiar with him honestly and i was just like he is going to be a top five shooter in the league by year two of the oklahoma city thunder 
you know? And so when he went out there and dropped 15 points and then he went out, I think, and dropped, I think it was 15 points in a quarter, whatever it was, it was insane. Um, and that's when it started like dawning on me that it, it was much more than offense that Joe came to the game, you know, brought to the game. And as it was being unlocked in front of us, like that's what I got excited about. And I still look back at Isaiah Joe as being one of the biggest pickups that we've ever had as far as free pickups that we've ever had. Because what Isaiah Joe is going to do for this team is, is, is spectacular. And I don't think there's very many um, shooters in the league that, that shoot above uh, 45%. But Isaiah Joe is one of those guys that, you know, he could be cooking pretty soon. So Mwani just said um, past Thunder teams didn't have the same depth that this current team does. Would you agree with, agree with that, Unc? You think we're deeper now than we used to be? What about six years ago? It would have been Russ um, eight years ago, Russ Kitty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The energy coming. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that. And I think that's a really good point right there. Like, if you think about it, and that's why I go back to I, why I think this team could win, you know, 50 games, 50 plus games is because if this team was veterans, I would have a, a smaller, you know, upside. It'd be like two or three more wins than last year. But the thing about this team is because this team has so many second year players and third year players, we don't really know how good this team's going to be when they're coming out because we haven't seen them. And usually in that second and third year players is usually where the stars are born. So when we're, we're sitting here and we're, you know, we're, we're talking about all these players. Like I go back to the third year players, which of these third year players are ready to break out. All right. And, and Poku has to be on the top of that list, man. Like Poku has got to do something special. The other person, 30 more years, we're talking about Dort. You know, like these are the guys that need to have a big breakout year. And I'm looking at this and, I, and I'm getting excited because I do think Dort's going to have that special year, you know. And if that's the case, these massive jumps up jumps that we were about to see. I mean, mm-hmm. like I like, you know what I'm saying, guys, like this could be a really special year. And we're, we're not even truly understanding of what and how good this team could be, you know, and like we're just and, and that's crazy saying that I'm, I'm thinking that this team could win 50 games that we could be way off. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time of year. And Unc, we're pumped up that you keep joining us. Um, it's always fun to have you on. Even 
even though we've had issues, like I always feel like the conversation is just better for having having you with us. Yeah, man. And you go ahead and yeah, just go ahead and stay on. We're 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 about to end this um, call, so when we leave here, yeah, we'll make sure you get uploaded. So we appreciate you guys. Tomorrow we'll be back with another episode. Mark and I are excited about that. I'm sure we'll um, chat with some people. See you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you guys. All right. Hang on with me for a second. Dave will be, Dave will be right back.